Ladies, have you arrived? You betcha you have. But you know your LinkedIn headshot? It might need some love. Don't worry, John Erline Photo has you covered. John will coach you on the perfect expression that will create a connection with your professional network. And to be honest, that's what we want, right? Connection and opportunities. When people respect you, they treat you differently. So schedule a new kind of headshot experience with John Erline Photo. Booking is easy and fast. You can schedule your session today at www.johnerlinephoto, that's J-O-N-E-R-L-I-E-N photo.com. Your image is worth investing in. You betcha she did. Today I have Holly Reed Toodle of the Master Playbook here. I know Holly pretty well. We've been working together for a while now, and she does some amazing stuff in the financial literacy world, especially for families, helping to raise money smart kids. Holly, for those listeners who are unfamiliar with you, can you explain a little bit about the Master Playbook? Absolutely. So the Master Playbook, we are a financial education company where we really work with parents. We empower parents so that they can educate their kids and raise money smart adults. And so our different spin on it is we will actually teach your kids, connect with them, talk to them, start and initiate these money conversations and make sure that they are Um, mastering healthy money habits. Sounds like a good lifelong skill to have for for all children, maybe even some adults. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of that, what inspired you to start the Master Playbook? What inspired me was my own personal mistakes with money. So, you know, I grew up where my parents did what most parents do. They give you, they teach you everything that they know um, but there's always some gaps, right? And so my my dad specifically was um, great about giving me money advice. He'd say, Holly, don't spend all your money here or Holly, you need to make sure you saved your money. And while it was great advice, there were gaps. So I grew up in a family where I'm the youngest of four girls. So there wasn't a whole lot of disposable income um, for us to practice money, right? So although he was giving us great advice, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for us to apply the advice. And so what I do is I try to make sure families not are only sharing and giving their kids great advice, but finding practical ways that doesn't require a lot of money where we can still give them the valuable lessons that they can apply to their money habits, to building and creating money habits at a young age. What are the different ways that you reach out to families and kids to teach money lessons? So we offer financial literacy resources. I have an award-winning book called Teach Your Child to Fish, Five Money Habits Every Child Should Master, which is a great resource that families can bring into their family libraries where they can reference that book 
as their child matures and grows, because that book is going to include activities that are applicable at any age. So we have some great resources. The book, we have financial literacy smart cards. We also do a lot of programming, right? So my most popular program right now is our Money Camp for Kids, and it's for ages 10 through 14, where we take them on this journey to make sure that we introduce those foundational building blocks so that when they graduate, they have a new perspective on money, right? They're no longer, they no longer are going to think about money growing from trees or, you know, it's coming out of a magic wall called the ATM, right? It's it's no longer just magically appearing. Um, We talk to them about how to work hard and earn money Um, Even at their age, we talk about saving and investing, been really impactful. I've gotten so much great feedback from that. And then um, other than our money camp, we also offer specific like personal finance topics for teenagers. So we know our teenagers, what do they want most? They want their independence, right? They want to feel like They have that bandwidth to make their own decisions. And as their responsibilities increase, I think it's important. There there are just certain things that we as parents or we as adults may think are common sense to our teenagers, but we actually need to stop, pause for a moment and make sure that they've grasped a lot of those concepts. So um, one of the ones I just did this uh, earlier this year was a workshop on credit like credit one-on-one, what every teen needs to know. And you would be surprised, Raina, like we we know we use cards every day, like we use our debit cards every day, or our kids see us using our credit cards every day, but they, our teenagers are struggling to even be able to share with me the difference between a debit card and a credit card, you know, because they look alike. They are very very similar. We use them very similarly, but they are two very different tools, right? Two very different um, transactions. And so just making sure they understand the differences between debit card and credit card and, you know, how credit cards, you know, you're really borrowing money. It's a loan that you have to pay back. And there are consequences when you don't pay it back. So we touch on, you know, specific topics. It could be credit. It could be about goal setting. It could be about creating a budget. So just as they get older, reminding them of how these money lessons are important and relevant to where they are in life and how it can, you know, bring them success if they master it now. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I have a five-year-old, no, actually six-year-old and eight-year-old. And they see me using my credit and debit cards all the time. And I, I've never explained the difference. They're just like, it's the magical card that pays for things, you know? And I was like, should probably start talking to them about that and uh, explaining this world of money. Cause it's, you know, it's different from when we grew up too. And our parents had cash and they would hand, count out the money or write their check and log it on the little checkbook. Yeah. It, it's interesting because I was, um, my dad, my dad is on my email list. And so <laughs> when, <laughs> good old dad, right. Whenever I see him, he's like, Oh, how was your workshop? And then, um, the other day he actually said, you know, Holly, some of these things you're talking about, he was like, Oh, I wish I had done a better job. And I was like, Hey, wait a minute. 
don't feel any guilt. Like you did what you knew to do. And then he went on to share this story about how his parents, so my my paternal grandparents never had a credit card. So my dad was the first, you know, his first generation of even having access and using credit. And that kind of blew my mind the other night. So I was like, wow, I, I never even thought about it. How quickly the evolution of money goes. It makes you wonder too, you know, maybe our children will be using like Bitcoin or like just things that we don't use yet. And Absolutely. Our, our kids probably aren't even going to have credit cards. They're going to be they're going to have like wearables, like a watch or their shirt or their jacket is going to already have some kind of barcode in it where, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Amazon, Amazon is already like ahead of us on all of this stuff. You don't even have yeah. to whip out forms of payment. They, they, they got you. You just scan your wrist. <laughs> right. Like, there you exactly. go. <laughs> or the app or whatever it is, but our kids are going to be so advanced. I, I can't wait, which I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because this is why I feel this sense of urgency because we technology and innovation and fintech is moving so quickly. I mean, our kids may be the first generation that lives in a cashless society. And so when you take that physical element of exchanging cash, we're also kind of taking away that psychological connection of making money this tangible thing, right? This tangible thing that 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 isn't infinite. Like we need to make sure that they know it's not infinite. It doesn't just appear. You have to work for it. You have to earn it. You have to manage it. And a little bit of that goes away when everything is digital and they can't actually see the transactions. So it's so important that we teach them the foundational money habits, money lessons, while they still have things that they can touch and and physically count uh, because it sticks. It, It makes it stickier. I'd like to talk a little bit about the transition from, you know, going from a more traditional career, so you were a certified public accountant, to starting your own business, you know, being an entrepreneur. Like, what's that like as a woman? What, what's what been easy? What's been challenging? I'm a numbers person. So being a CPA, I majored in accounting. You know, I was raised in a, in a conservative household where I was told to follow these rules and I pretty much stay in in that rule following bucket, right? It's very it was very difficult for me um to break out of that. I would say that would be one of my biggest challenges because when you are building a business, game over. Like there are guidelines, there are rules, but you tend to make your own rules as you go along. And I would say that's been kind of one of my biggest challenges because I'm I'm looking for that playbook, right? The master playbook. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that playbook. I'm looking for that blueprint to tell me the exact steps that I need to take in order to be successful. And it's going to be different. It could be different based on your industry, bit different based off uh, what you, the problem that your specific business is attempting to solve. And so, yeah, one of my biggest challenges has been, I can make my own rules or these rules 
that someone else followed don't necessarily apply to me. I have to tweak them, uh, which has been hard because I am a rule follower by nature, the way that I've been brought up. And so you really have to get around people who are big thinkers, who are rule breakers, who, you know, create their own rule, who draw outside the lines and realize, you know, you, you have to start doing this too. Kind of going along with that, do you have any advice for like women who want to do something similar to you? So who want to start out being entrepreneurs? Yes. Um, my biggest advice, or I think the biggest advantage that I've had is connecting with communities that will foster your growth, that will push you, that will, especially getting around people who are likely a few steps ahead of you. <laughs> so you can learn from their mistakes. Uh, there's one saying that that success leaves clues, right? So focus on people who may be doing something similar, if not the same thing, and see what's working for them, what has made them most successful, and then put your own stamp on it, right? I agree with you. There, there are people out there who can help and they're ready to share their lessons and lift you up and support each other. I think it was Madeline Albright who just passed away, but she had that quote. It was like, there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women, (laughs) which I think is fabulous. I do too. (laughs) It's like, we all have to help each other up. You know, like you've made it this far up the ladder, look down, who can you pull up and help along the way? And there's someone above you who's going to help you out too. Absolutely. There's an organization. It's actually um, the National Association of Black Accountants. Their motto is lifting as we climb. And so that you hit it right on the head. Like there's no reason why we should want someone to, you know, experience the same struggle that we've had. I mean, it's it's one of the reasons why I do what I do from my own personal mistakes. I wanted I want everyone to know what it feels like to be financially secure, financially stable, financially thriving. That is, you know, one of the goals and One of the ways to do that is through education. So speaking of the fact that summer is right around the corner, let's talk a little bit about how listeners can find you and if there's any opportunities for them to connect with you this summer. Yes, summer is a great time for us to supplement our kids' education, right? So they're out of school, but the learning should still continue. And so during the summer, I actually offer our money camp for kids during the summer, but I also offer it during other times of the year as well. But I get the most engagement from families when they are looking for things to kind of teach their kids that may be something different than what they have done in the past. And so I host virtual money camps for kids. Again, it's for kids ages 10 through 14, where I take them through the building blocks. So we talk about how they can make and earn money at their age. We talk about saving and I introduce the investing concept to our kids and they learn how to research and purchase their first stock. We talk, I teach them about budgeting, how to budget and make it applicable to whatever it is they have going on in their worlds right now. I also talk about the importance of giving and sharing, which I believe is an is also a really important money habit, because we live in this society where everything is so focused on us, you know, on 
me as a person. And I want to make sure we are all raising kids who have empathy and who have compassion. And so that means, you know, being able to give and share, which is such an important piece of this as well. But the kids really love it. I give them fun activities to complete while we're doing the campus. It's a four-week virtual camp. We meet for an hour on a Saturday or whatever day that the camp is being held. And then they are charged with doing these different activities during the week where they have to show me social proof. You know, they have to send me pictures and videos and of what they are actually accomplishing just so I can hold them accountable. But they have so much fun doing it. And it's been a really not only impactful experience for them, but really rewarding for me on the other side as well, just to see the aha moments that kind of come out of them being exposed. And now they, you know, I get, you know, testimonials from parents all the time about, hey, you know, based on your money camp, my kid is now doing this differently. Like now they, now they are actually looking at the price tag or they're comparing prices when they ask me for things. So it's, it's, it's been great. If you'd like to learn more about Holly and the Master Playbook, please check out our show notes. In the show notes, we'll have links to Holly's YouTube channel, her website, as well as links to the Digital Money Camp for Kids. If you like the show, don't be shy. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you know of an amazing woman who we should feature on the show, please reach out at youbetchashedid at gmail.com. Until next time. You Betcha Sheeted is brought to you by the Ladies First podcast production company, specializing in helping women entrepreneurs launch and manage podcasts and YouTube channels. Learn more at their website, ladiesfirstpodcastproduction.company.